Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Why Risk Management Matters, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit more about our guest today. Patty Farmer is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, event producer, and best-selling author specializing in marketing and media strategies and works with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and speakers to attract and convert their ideal clients so they can make a bigger impact in the world and even bigger deposits in their bank account. She has created a network of over 100,000 connections while teaching thousands of entrepreneurs to connect, collaborate, and convert in less time and make more money while designing the lifestyle they want to live. Patty has been seen on the covers of magazines such as Unleash Your Bold, Be the Boss, Women Who Meet Business Ex, sorry, B- Women Who Mean Business, and Expertpreneur. She was recently awarded the Global Business Strategist of the Year, named number three in the top 10 media speakers you need to know, and awarded the International Speaker of the Year. So, Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm glad that you could join us. I know I have seen you have a lot that you do. Just briefly mentioned a little bit of your background, but I'm sure, you know, there's a lot more to that. So, could you begin first by just giving a little bit more background on yourself and how you began to assist entrepreneurs with their marketing? I actually think it started years and years ago when I was in the mortgage business and, you know, we were always out there marketing for new business. And one of the things I really realized is that a lot of times people don't really focus on some of the most important decisions that they're going to make. And so I just really, really found that I loved the marketing piece, right? And most mm-hmm. importantly, how to leverage that marketing piece and what are the strategies to use. And as I did them more for myself, I really realized that that was the bigger piece. And then in 2008, we all know what happened to the mortgage industry. Right. And at that time, it was just easy for me to just shift and go straight into just doing marketing and media. And it has probably been one of the best things that's ever happened for me. But I really, really love helping people to make better marketing decisions and really master that marketing, really, and how to leverage the media and then monetize their business. Well, it's interesting that you said that like the downturn in the economy actually kind of pushed you into where you are now. So sometimes things that we think are horrible are actually the great impetus for something new that's even better. You know, so what is, 
Well, I was say, so I want to start out with, we all talk about marketing and things like that too, but there might be one person might have a different definition in their mind of what marketing really is than others. So can you first start with just what is your definition of marketing? For me, when I talk about marketing, what it really is, is what are you doing to get business, right? And how are you putting yourself out consistently across all areas? So a lot of times, People think marketing really pertains to just social media, but it's really Mm -hmm. everywhere. Every single thing you're doing, how are you creating buzz? How are you creating business? How are you getting clients? And how are you putting yourself out consistently across all mediums so that it comes back and converts into business? Mm -hmm. That's the important part, too, converting it into business and doing consistently. I think... A lot of times people will say, well, I, you know, posted on Facebook once or twice and nothing happened, right? And it's not once or twice, right? Or it's writing a blog or newsletter or something. It's it's going to take time, correct? It does, and I think it's really collectively all the things that you do. You really hit it on the nail when you said sometimes people just post things. And one of the things that I would like to say is a lot of times people do what I call spaghetti marketing, right? They do mm-hmm. a little bit, they throw it at the wall, and they wait to see what sticks. And that really isn't very effective, really. It's really thinking about ahead of time. What is it you want to do? How does this thing I'm doing right now going to lead to the next thing and the next thing so that the consumer understands the journey that you're taking on, which is going to increase conversion? If they see you doing all these different things, it sends them a confused message, and we all know that a confused mind says no. Right. Well, I think part of the times, too, is entrepreneurs, especially the small business owner, we're probably wearing all the hats of the business. We don't really know what we should be doing. So we just hear someone says, do this or try that. And so, you know, that's what happens. People try and they they don't really have a plan. And I know you mentioned earlier having a strategy around the marketing. So if you're working with someone and coaching them, like how do you teach them? like what their strategy should be or help help them implement a strategy? This is probably the best question anyone's ever asked me. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that I absolutely love to do is when someone hires me, whether they're hiring me to consult or to be their marketing coach, whichever the case may be, um, I love to be able to come in and look at everything they've done. Because a lot of times what happens is they'll reach out to me and they're like, Patty, like I'm working like 60, 70 hours a week and I'm just not getting the traction that I need, right? And I'm not monetizing my business. And I'll come in and I'll look and they've done so many things. They have so many tools. They just don't know how to put the pieces together in a way that converts, right? And so mm-hmm. I love coming in. Sometimes I actually, tell you the truth, can talk to someone and they'll show me everything they have. And they're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I just really can't convert. I'm just not making the money. I, you know, I may have to go back and get a job. And I'm thinking, you're sitting on a million dollars. Like, mm. they just don't know how to put those pieces together. They're experts in what they do, right? And right. I truly believe in working your brilliance and hire other people to work in theirs. So for me, what it really is is looking at all the things they have, filling in the gaps, right? Because those gaps is what leaks money, really, right. to be totally honest. And how it takes them from A to Z. What are your goals? What is it that you're looking to do? And the most important piece to me is what is the lifestyle you want to live? That's the first thing I ask anybody that hires me or is thinking about hiring me. What's the lifestyle you want to live? 
Because the reality mm-hmm. really is, Candy, you need to design the lifestyle you want to live and then build the business that supports that lifestyle, not the other way around. Otherwise, you just have a business that, that owns you. Right. You really need and, to know why are you doing it and what's mm-hmm. the lifestyle you want to have. And that's really what I do is I help them to then build a business that supports that lifestyle. That's awesome because it's true. I think a lot of us, like I was not even intending to be an entrepreneur, kind of, it just happened. You know, someone asked me to help her and over time, you know, here we are all these years later, but I didn't sit down and think through what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my business to look like? Things have just kind of happened over time and I'm probably working more than I should or would like to also. So at some point I need to be able to do the same thing. But when you were talking too, I was thinking, you know, there's all these different areas that you can focus on and they're saying, you know, be in all these different places, but how do you even differentiate like yourself from others in the market and how do you know where to actually show up in the marketplace? That's a good question. I think a lot of times that's why entrepreneurs right now, there is such a high rise of entrepreneurs who have what I like to call imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they're listening to other people say, oh, you should be doing this, or they think they should be doing that. Oh, you should be doing this. Or they're out there spending all this money buying course after course, hiring coach after coach, because they think that's the magic bullet, right? If I Mm -hmm. just pay for this or buy this, this is what is going to do it. And they don't realize that it doesn't matter what you buy, you still have to do the work. Right? And that's the most important part. And that's why, like, I like to tell my clients, listen, here's the thing. You're still going to have to do the work. You're just not going to have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Right? That's where I have the expertise and the authority, which is really different, expertise and authority, really to help you to get there, too. And so they have to be willing to have the right mindset. It doesn't happen in a day. They have to be willing to invest the time. And it is going to be an investment. But the best ROI you're ever going to get is the money that you're willing to invest in yourself. Because Mm -hmm. ultimately, you cannot ask anybody else to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in you. That's a great point, (laughs) for sure. And it's so true that people will hear, you know, different people are presenting information. They might even go to a seminar, come home with a binder of, you know, here's information, and then probably never open it again either. So I think what you're saying, too, about you know, it's going to take work and you have to know it's not a simple thing and you do this one thing and it's all going to work. You know, you do have to have, you know, even if you're learning from someone else, you're going to have to be implementing it and making it what works for you. And I think, too, one of the things that I think is really important is if somebody is giving you advice or telling you you should be doing this or you should be doing that, you need to first look at that person. Are they leading the lifestyle you want to lead? Mm. Are they at a place you want to be financially or otherwise, right? Because it's so crazy how people will just think, oh, this person told me to do this. This person told me to do that. Take a look at who you're taking advice from and realize if you don't want to be where they are, that's probably not the person that you should be listening to. And it's all about what you do every day, the steps you take every day. They're not going to get from A to Z in one day, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I think, too, though, sometimes people put forward an image that probably isn't even accurate, too. So they can look like they're successful, and that may not even be the case. They might be talking about something, but then behind the scenes, you know, they're not even financially stable themselves. But I like what you said about 
looking at their lifestyle too. I remember once when I was a pretty new entrepreneur, I went to a conference where they had different breakout sessions and the person speaking was talking about, you know, how you're going to be successful and, you know, make money and et cetera, et cetera. And he was just, you know, the perception that I got was you have to work all these hours to make all this money. Um, but then he said he'd been divorced three times, right? So then I'm thinking, that's not what I want, right? I'm married. I plan on staying married to the first husband that I have. I don't want to go through all these divorces. So he might have been successful and made a lot of money, but he sacrificed his family for it. And that's not what I want. I find that in the years that I have been doing what I do, that when you talk to someone, we all need to make money, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't have a reason why. Like, for me, the number one thing that's important to me is time freedom. But mm-hmm. everything is going to be different for every person, right? And you really have to know there's always a price to pay. When you leave on a job every day, you know you're going to be on X amount of hours. That's the price you're paying to have the lifestyle that you want to have. There's always going to be a price. The question is, is the price you're going to pay worth it? Is it for the right reasons, and is it going to get you where you want to be without sacrificing any of your beliefs, right? And that is going to align with how you want to live your life, and that is what is so important. Right. Perfect. Well, I think we're actually going to get ready to take a break. So when we come back, we'll continue to chat with Patty about marketing and how to leverage your relationships. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abandp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. 
Welcome back to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Patty Farmer told us about her background and how she began assisting entrepreneurs with their marketing needs. Now let's continue our discussion. So Patty, how does a business owner determine who their ideal client is and where to find them? So the most important thing that I believe is a little different than what is being taught. I think a lot of times people are talking about really finding out who your target market is. And by target market, that really means who has a problem and you have a solution. I actually believe that we need to go a little bit deeper than that. That's where we really get to talk about those conversions. And really what you're looking for is your target buyer, not your target market. Target mm-hmm. market's first step. Target buyer is really where you need to go deep, and that's really where the magic is, so to speak. And the difference really is that your target market, as I said, is somebody who has a problem and you have a solution. But your target buyer is someone who has a problem, you have the solution, and they're actively looking for that mm. solution. So it doesn't matter whether it is somebody who wants to hire you for your services, whether it is someone who wants to be at an event and you're looking to fill the room. You know, we've all heard that phrase, bust in seats. I really don't right. adhere to that either. I really think it's all about putting buyers in seats. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to think about who is it that you want to talk to. So I think you need to do your work first. Again, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of goes back to old networking where people are just handing out business cards. They don't even know if they're the right person. And so right. I think it's much more important now to really go a little bit deeper, to do a little bit more work at the beginning. And this will cut down how much time you have to spend. It goes back to that time thing so that you're asking the right questions for the right people at the right time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great point because it's true. I've heard target market or, you know, like I said, let's just make sure we get people in the room and the way that you're looking at it and finding the actual buyer who's looking for your service now and hopefully has the money to pay you for your service now, right, is better than just finding someone who has a need and you can fill it, but they're not really in that pain point yet. Absolutely. I think that is really important. And that's really getting good at being able to ask questions, right? But I think sometimes mm-hmm. people go too far into sales too quickly. Personally, for me, I live by a serve, not sell model. And I believe with all of my heart that you always lead with contribution. Compensation will follow, but always lead with contribution. And I think that is really the difference when you're building a relationship and it's always about the relationship and relationships right now are the currency in today's business environment. So it's very, very important to do the work. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes me think too, how do entrepreneurs then determine the message to share with those potential buyers or those even in their sphere of influence? Well, I have to tell you, I believe in collaboration over competition every Mm -hmm. single time, right? And so I think a lot of that goes back to those questions that we were saying. And the number one question that I would say that if I could rid the world of anything in the entrepreneur space would be for people to stop asking people what they do. That Mm -hmm. to me is like a worthless question. (laughs) And I know that's kind of a strong statement, but there are so many better ways, so many better questions that you can ask that will actually get you the information to have better conversations that will lead to you knowing where you need to go to serve that person. So, I mean, I would love to talk about that. That's really so important to me to get rid of what do you do. 
Yeah, I think too, it is so typical that you're at a networking event or something like that too. And that's one of the first questions, you know, hi, my name is Candy, you know, what's your name? And then they'll say, you know, what do you do? So what would you suggest someone say then or ask? What type of questions should they be asking when they're meeting someone for the first time that's a potential referral partner or, you know, I their buyer that is potentially going to need their service? Perfect. So here's what I'm going to say. When somebody asks you what you do, it really, that question is focused on them. And whenever something is focused on us, we tend as entrepreneurs to go into sales mode. Mm-hmm. I really believe when you're having that conversation, it really needs to be about who it is that we serve. So I think a better question than what to do is to ask the question, who do you serve? If mm-hmm. you ask somebody who they serve, it's not even about them anymore, right? right. It's really about the, pe- the people that they serve. So what you should be doing is listening to who they serve and asking yourself, do you serve any of those people too? Because this is a really a great opportunity for you to see if maybe you serve in. So maybe they say two or three people or industries that you serve and a few others, it's a good time to be able to think, oh, well, maybe there's an opportunity there. And for me, whenever we're thinking about opportunities, op for short, really for me, that stands for other people's people, right? Mm. And that's the best way that you can compound for time is to really be in front of other people's people. But first, you have to know who they are and if they're your target buyer. So question number one would always be, who do you serve? And I have three questions that I ask, and I can ask it in less than five minutes, and I'll know everything I need to know about where to go next. So that's the hmm. first question. The second question is, I'll say to somebody, I'll say, I know a lot of people, and if I was going to tell them about you, what would you want me to tell them? And when you hmm. ask somebody that, here's what happens. They're going to talk to us now. You just told them you know a lot of people and you're going to tell them about them. What would you want me to tell them about? Here's where you get to the meat, the value they bring to the marketplace. That's what they're going to share with you then. So think about it. If you now know who they serve and you know the value they bring to the marketplace, you have a lot of information right now. Mm-hmm. And then the third question I always like to ask is what differentiates you from everybody else that does what you do? And... Mm. You know, I think that those three questions are super important because, Andy, I know you and probably three-quarters of the people who are listening right now, have you ever gone and had coffee with someone that is virtual or in person and 90 minutes later talked with us? Man, now that's 90 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back, right? <laughs> and, and the reason for that is because you shouldn't have been there yet. Not to say you shouldn't be there, but you shouldn't have been there yet. You need to know the answer to some questions. So those questions will help you to know where should this conversation go next. So those mm-hmm. are really important. And then I have a bonus question, and this is pretty much more for in-person, but here's my signature technique, and basically it is this. When I have a business card, so when I'm looking at my business card, everybody else will be different because we all spend our time at different places. The top right corner for me is LinkedIn, then it goes to Twitter, then it goes to Facebook, then it goes to Instagram. Everybody else could be different, right? But just know where your corners are. Whenever I'm talking to somebody, the last question I ask them after I ask them those three questions is, what's your favorite social media platform? Where do you like to hang out? And they're going to tell you, they're going to be like, oh, I've always done Twitter. I love LinkedIn or whatever their case may be, because here's the most important thing. You don't need to connect with everybody on every single social media platform. 
If you spend all your time on Facebook, and so you're trying to connect with them and talk to them there, and they spend all their time on LinkedIn, there's a disconnect there. So ask mm-hmm. them, where do you like to hang out? When they tell you, when I walk away, I fold the corner of their business card wherever they tell me they like to hang out. So now mm-hmm. when I get home, all I have to do is this business card. If I've had a conversation and we've exchanged business cards, is know that I just need to connect with them in the one place they told me is where they spend all their time, not every single place. So think of that stack of business cards, and if all you had to do was look at them and go, oh, I need to connect with this person here, this person here, and this person here, how much easier your follow-up would be. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip. I don't think I've ever even heard that before. I've heard other things about you know, on the business card, either jotting notes or, you know, if you fold in a certain corner, you just, that helps you remember something, but not because of that's where like their social media is and where, you know, they would like to be. That's, that's a fabulous tip. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. So, so that kind of just, as we're talking, that's leading into building that relationship, you know, that is important. Like you said, it's, we all hear about the no like and trust and networking where people just come and hand out your, your cards, which I have had that happen before to me too, where someone just walked up and said, you know, here, this is my name, here's my card, and can I refinance your house? Not even knowing that I don't even own a house, right? You know, and so I think it's important for people really to learn how to network. Um, and so you're giving some great information, but I'm sure you have some other tips. Like if someone is a new entrepreneur and is terrified of networking, even like, what would you suggest to them of maybe even where to go or how to network to give them a little bit of confidence? So the first thing I would do is to know that if you are introverted or, you know, it's just not your thing yet, right? You know, people like to say that people are natural networkers and I'm not going to say that it may come a little bit more natural to some people, others than others, but it's kind of a skill set. And like anything else, the more you do it, the easier it will be. But one of the things that I learned early on is that what can I do to bring people to me? Mm-hmm. And this works really well if you're a woman. It works if you're a man, too, um, with a tie. <laughs> with a woman, one of the things I always like to say is always go to a networking event with one statement, whether it's a pair of shoes, an amazing purse, a necklace, like something I can't even tell you. How much business has started for me by somebody saying, oh, my gosh, I love your shoes. Right? Mm-hmm. That necklace is amazing. When you go someplace, people want to have a conversation with you. And if you just wear something that stands out, believe me, somebody will come up to you and ask you about that thing. And that's a really good lead into the conversation. So that's always one of the first things I would say. And then two would be really to have a goal with what you want. A lot of people think that they should really, quote, unquote, work the room. I say mm-hmm. that if I walk out of every networking event with three to five names of people that I really feel are quality, that's what's really important to me. But I think that one of the most important things is to always go with the kids mentality, too, right? And so, you know, I have a podcast, you know, I publish magazines. So a lot of times, one of the questions I like to ask people when I'm talking to them is, you know, what's your goal for attending this event? What do you want to get out of it? And let them tell me, right? You know, because sometimes when people say that to me, I always like to say I'm always looking for amazing people who have a good story that I can put on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? Now they're all kind of interested because now they know I have a podcast, right? Right. So now they kind of want to talk about that. So that's one thing that you can do. The second question I always love to ask people is, have you ever attended this before? And if they say yes, they're like, oh, so who would you say 
that I would absolutely connect to here. Let them tell me, right? So I love to do that. And then the other thing I'd like to ask them is if this is a fabulous event and you love this event, where else do you like to network? I like mm-hmm. to let people tell me where the next place I should go is as well. So I really like why go all over town and hope this is good. Well, you can just ask better questions and let the people who are already there in the room guide you to where you should be spending your time. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip as well. You know, it's so true. I mean, again, I mentioned I didn't intend to be an entrepreneur, and I didn't know about networking or all these things. And little by little, I heard, you know, oh, this is a place or this is a great organization, you know, but it would have been nice to have had a mentor who could give me some tips. So you're sharing for those who are probably even just starting out, or maybe they've been in business for a while, but they were afraid of networking. And so this is great information to help them go in confidently. Thank you. So what are three faux pas then that can get in the way of entrepreneurs actually achieving their massive results? So I think that one of the things, first and foremost, really is, is that they don't really understand that they should be providing value and building a relationship before they attempt to sell, right? So they confuse networking with selling, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that is really, really important just to not do that, right? Right. Um, The second thing really is, is they don't ask questions about them and they focus more on themselves, right? They think it's really all about them. And what they really think is that if I just tell you enough about me, then you may decide that you know someone that you may be able to refer me. But the reality really is that what people really want to know, not that you're a blah, 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 right? What they really want to know is what are the results I would receive if I was going to hire you? So really Mm -hmm. you should be talking about that. And then the third and most important faux pas in networking is adding people to your email list without permission. Oh, I really despise that. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's against the can spam law, and not only that, but here's something that people don't realize, that just because you exchange business cards is not implied consent that you can right. add them to your email list. Step mm-hmm. away from the crowd and actually ask them and say, you know, thank you so much for giving me your business card. You know, and if you want to talk to them about certain things, you know, I have a magazine, and sometimes people say, oh, my gosh, that's a really a great magazine. That sounds really awesome. Right, And I will ask them, well, I could, you know, add you to that so that you could get it. I could give you the link and you could do it yourself. You know, so ask them. They'll be like, oh, thank you so much for asking. That's going to set you apart right there. But I think that's probably the biggest faux pas I see all the time. Right. And I see that, like I said, I just get added all the time, too, and I get frustrated because I'm like, I never said that I wanted to be on a mailing list. I have hundreds of emails that come into my box all the time, and I don't need another one just to have another one. But if there was something in very like that I find very beneficial, then, of course, I'd be like, yes, please send me your information. So, But when I'm just automatically added, or especially if it's like a long time after I even met the person, I don't even remember where I even met them, then it becomes quite frustrating for me too. So, and we're not supposed to do that. (laughs) Yes. So basically, uh, do you recommend business owners focus on like one particular type of marketing or, you know, do you suggest in person and online? Like how do you suggest they reach their audience? I believe that we need to do both online and offline. 
I think that people want to be treated equally but not identically, and you should network and market that way as well. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit different strategies for online and offline, but the reality really is that when you are online, you don't own Facebook. The only real estate you own is your email list, right? And so mm-hmm. I think it's really important to move your online connections and relationships offline and your offline mm-hmm. ones online. So really it's doing both of those. And I would have to say that the most important thing is probably the thing that I've been quoted for the most is that I believe that the only difference between a contact and a contract is the R. And that R stands for relationships. So the sooner you start building a relationship with somebody, the better it is going to be. So every single person you meet is a contact. But not every one of them is going to end in a contract, right? But mm-hmm. The relationship is the key. Yeah, and I think so many people still feel now that social media is so available and it's you know, free or very inexpensive if you do any, you know, a little bit of advertising or something that that is what they should be focused on. But I don't think that ideally that's where they should be spending all their time, right? Because like you said, people might just click like or interact or something, but that doesn't mean that they become a customer. Absolutely. There's a lot of steps from that first to the, to the conversion process, right? And there's conversation that needs to happen. So I think it is very, very important that you don't just put all your eggs in one basket. It is really about doing many things, and it's just like other things. Sometimes people like to talk on the phone. Some people text. Some people like email. That's the same way when you're in the marketing world, too. Some people mm-hmm. like to do it one way. Others like to do it another. Right. And I think, like you said earlier, too, about like which social media site do they spend most of their time on, maybe asking them, how do you prefer to be contacted? Do you prefer email? Do you prefer a message through, you know, Messenger on Facebook? Do you prefer a phone call? And finding out really what their method is that they want for you to reach out to them and then kind of go that direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, for me, too, I prefer email most of the time, even though I get a lot of emails because I don't really text a lot. And I can do some phone calls or call my office, but I do try to maintain some boundaries as well. So I don't know if other people have the same issue, but I don't want to be, you know, doing business outside of business hours as much as possible. So an office phone number is generally what I want to give. I think a lot of it depends on what type of business you have. And again, like what you said, you nailed it when you said ask them. I think that's really important. And you said the boundary word, and I love that because I think that is so important in business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're actually just about at our second break. So be sure to hang around to hear more enlightening information from Patty Farmer. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. 
Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today, I'm chatting with Patty Farmer about revenue is in the relationship. Let's find out a bit more information from her regarding this important topic. So, Patty, obviously we've been talking a lot about different media and marketing methods and kind of what we should be doing in terms of networking. Uh, But once someone has built relationships, how do they begin to convert them into revenue? I love this question. So I think one of the things is to really take stock in what, you love to do and what you're good at, right? Because I got to tell you, this is where I really fell down in the very beginning myself because I would have all these projects, right, all these ideas, right, of things that I wanted to do. And then I would look at them and like, oh, I really want to do that, but I'm not very good at writing copy. And then mm-hmm. I would want to do this when I'm like, pack in tech stuff is not my favorite thing to do. I don't really love doing that. <laughs> so what would happen is like these projects wouldn't get finished, right? So the very first thing is as you're out there building relationships, one of the things that I like to take stock on when I meet people is if they do something that serves my audience, but they do it in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm in marketing and media, so like when I meet somebody who does websites, or when I meet somebody who's a graphic designer or a copywriter, they all serve the exact same market as me, but they do it in a different way. I love building relationships with them because there's so many opportunities for me to refer them business, and there's a lot of opportunities for us to collaborate on projects. So I think mm-hmm. it's really important when you're thinking about growing your business is that you don't have to do everything yourself. And as you said earlier in the show, we wear a lot of hats, right? And we do. And the sooner you can stop, as I like to say, licking your own envelope, the better <laughs> it will be for your business. So yes. the first step that I think <laughs> that people should do is take stock in what really are your strengths. What are you good at, right? And write those down. And then on the next slide, you need to write down, what are some of the things that I either don't like to do or I'm not very good at and those would be needed to support the things that you are? Because mm-hmm. those are the people and the industries that you should actively be looking for to kind of fill in your toolbox, right? Because when you're going to do an activity or a project, it's really great to be able to say, 
And I'll use the example that I use. Session is all about my skill set and what I don't like to do. So when I'm going to do a project, say I want to have a summit, I'm like, oh, yeah, but I don't like to do that back-end tech stuff, right? And I really don't like to write copy, and I'm not very good at it either. So one of the things I have extremely good relationships with people who don't do those things. So it's really great for me to be able to go to them and say, Kristen, how would you guys like to be a part of this project with me? I'll handle all the marketing. That's my friend, right? That's what I can do, right? I have a list, but, you know, I can do this thing. Would you be willing to do this, and would you be willing to do that? Now there's three of us on that project. We're each doing the thing that we like to do and we're good at, and we're reaching all three of our audience that we've already determined that we all serve the same audience. So remember earlier when I was talking about the best off is when you get in front of other people's people? Mm-hmm. You have just now strengthened your connections and the ability to have those relationships. And when you're building a relationship with somebody, if somebody else endorses you first, right? So it's really a warm lead, so to speak, because really if you haven't built a relationship yet, it's a, really, it's a lead, not a referral, then it really also is so much easier to be able to do it. So always be looking for opportunities to meet the people who serve your audience in a different way so that you can do things together and really have a bigger impact. Like that could be Facebook groups and a Facebook group that has the people in them. Don't think about going into these Facebook groups. I have to tell you, Candy, it cracks me up. I listen to these people going in and trolling, as I like to say, for Facebook through all of these things and trying to find people there. Why aren't you building a relationship with the person who hosts that group? Maybe you guys could do Facebook Lives in each other's groups. Maybe you can support each other. There's so many easier ways to do it that are more efficient than spending all this time just commenting on social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, it probably comes back to the entrepreneur not knowing what they should be doing or how they should be doing it. They're just like, they've heard someone say, oh, you need to be visible, so go like and comment on people's <laughs> posts, you know? Yes, I, I do see that all the time, but I just think that there are there are really better ways to do it. So when you're really making a decision, when you're doing something, when you're marketing, to me, it really comes down to five questions that you should ask yourself if you want your marketing decisions to be profitable. And um, five simple questions. So the first question is, what's the ideal outcome or results I want to achieve in this idea? Like, you need to know that because you're not going to be able to talk to anybody else about it if you don't even know. So you have to be clear on that. After you get clear on that, the second one would be, what would make this a no-brainer, over-the-top, easy decision? Hmm. Right? Because there's a lot of things you can get hung up, right? But what would make it just an easy yes? The Hmm. third one would be, who could help me to execute it faster? Hmm. Right? Because it's all in the action. Right? Who can help me to execute it faster? Kind of like what I was saying a few minutes ago about copywriter, etc. And then mm-hmm. that leads to, is there someone I want to collaborate with that's perfect for this project? Because here's the thing. A lot of times when you connect to somebody and you say, you know what? I have this project and I think maybe it could be possible for us to collaborate together. Now, remember, it's brand new to them. They haven't heard you talk anything about it. You've already gone through it in your mind. Your job is to then be able to present it to them so that it's a win-win for everybody, right? To be able to say, here's where I see your skill set. Here's what I think we can accomplish. Here's what, you know, and that's how you're going to get somebody to say yes. So is there someone I want to collaborate with that's perfect for the project? And then the fifth one, and I think one of the most important, 
is does it align with my values and serve my Mm -hmm. target audience? Mm -hmm. You have to know that. Once you get those five questions, it's simple then to be able to decide whether or not the project is the right project or if it's the right time. I have to tell you, Candy, when I decided I wanted to publish my magazine, my team pretty much said, we do not have the bandwidth at this time. I had to wait over a year to do it, even though I was chomping at the bit because (laughs) I wanted to do it. But sometimes the timing isn't right. The people aren't right at that moment. So if you ask yourself the questions, remember, you are the CEO of your company. And that means that you make the decisions. You're in charge of your calendar. You're in charge of your team. You're in charge of the money, right? And so you need to know all those things. Hmm. So I was thinking while you were talking about that too, especially on who do I want to collaborate with to help on this project. Let's say there's something that someone really wants to do, but they don't have anyone necessarily they know in their current sphere of influence that could help with that. Like, how would you recommend them finding who might be ideal to help in that project? Like, for instance, you're, when you were talking about your magazine, you know, let's say you wanted to have someone who was a copywriter or something to work with you too. Like, how would someone who wants to do the same thing reach out and find those potential contacts? So here's the, really the great news. Asking people to give you an introduction is so much easier than asking for a referral, right? Mm. It's always an ask. And if you don't ask, the answer is no, right? And Mm -hmm. so being able, you don't have to tell somebody a whole story. Oh, I'm doing this project. This is what it's going to be, blah, blah, blah. This is whatever. That's way too much information. They're not going to be able to sell you like you can sell you, right? All you need to be able to do is go after the people you do have relationships with, right? Who do you Mm -hmm. have a relationship with that? knows they have a whole network, too. But just being able to go out to the people you have built relationships with and be able to say, you know, I got an idea for a project, but for this project, I really want to be introduced to XYZ. Like, who do you know? Mm -hmm. And just ask for introductions, because guess what? You don't know when you get on the phone with that person if that person's going to be the right fit for you, right? Maybe your personality is going to line up or just, you know, something won't be right. So all you're asking for is an introduction. I don't know about you, I introduce people on Facebook all the time, like mm-hmm. every day, right? So that's not scary, and you're not taking responsibility. All right. you're responsible for is making the introduction, right? So mm-hmm. that is not so hard. So think about who those people are, and then go out there, people, and just ask for an introduction. I have actually just done a Facebook post and said, I'm looking to be introduced to blah, 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 who do you know? And literally, I'll get hundreds of answers on my post. Of people who love to share somebody they know that would do that. Right. That's a great way to do it, too. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So if someone wants to, you know, be putting themselves out there, we already know most of the time social media is inexpensive, but that's not the only way to be, you know, or where to be. So what are the typical costs for using some of the marketing channels? And what would you recommend that small business owners really look at to kind of get their word out there? Oh, I love this question, too. So here's the thing. You don't need to be on all the social media platforms. If I had a dollar for every time I've answered this one question here, this is what I'm going to say. Where should you be? You should be where your ideal audience is. Not where it's fun for you. Not Mm -hmm. where you love to be because you love Facebook. If your ideal potential clients are on Twitter or somewhere else, that's where you should be. There. You can mm-hmm. have Facebook for fun. 
Like, you could do that to just kind of use that for exposure and, and all that kind of stuff. But if you're looking to convert into business, you need to be where your ideal target market is, right? Buyer. Right. So that's the first thing. So once you've asked yourself that, then you can do some research and figure out, well, where are they? Right? And Google right. is really a great one for that. There's a lot of things you can do there that I think is really important to suggest set that up. I'll give you a perfect example for that. So my magazine is called Marketing, Media, and Money. I have a Google alert for that. Every single time somebody is talking about my magazine, I get a Google alert for it. And I'd love to go check them out. Maybe there's somebody that I need to know. Now, mm. do I contact them and say, oh, I see it. You. <laughs> no, I don't have to do that. But when I see it, I just look at them and say, oh, what is, you know, what is it that they do for a living? Who do they serve? You know, those questions I talked about earlier. And then make a decision for myself. Is this somebody that I want to know? And right. so there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. So I think it's very, very important and so easy nowadays to be able to find people. Look for Facebook groups that are filled with your target audience. There's so many groups that are just say this entrepreneur, this. Not saying that you shouldn't be in a few of those, but you really need to be in less things and be more active mm-hmm. in them so that you actually stand out and show up. Facebook actually likes that better as well. So I think it is really, really important to do that. So mm-hmm. know where your people are, what groups are in, where are they at, what social media platform they're at, what type of networking they do outside of that. Are there any online organizations? There's a lot of online organizations out there that have directories, etc., that you can use to find your people. And I have a great tip about that. Uh, Sue is kind of a writer-downer. So here's <laughs> okay. one of the things that I see. That's how I say it. Give a little cue there. So one of the things I like to say is, Assuming you belong to an organization that has an online presence and they have a directory, right? Here's one of the mm-hmm. things that people don't realize is that most directories, when you go in, they have a search in there, right? And here's what happens. People try to search where they live, whatever. You need to, like, think bigger. You can do a search. So remember when I said earlier, oh, maybe I'm looking for a copywriter and maybe a tech VA, maybe I'm looking for a bookkeeper, whatever the things are that I need, I go into those directories and I just search for that because they, mm. one of the ways that all these search for is through people's bios. So when people say, this is what I am, right, because that's what right. people tend to do, they're right there and they will come up and then I'll find out, oh, there's 15 copywriters that are in the same organization as um, and they're all across the United States, right? Oh, here's this many techies, there's this many of this or that, whatever you need. Use those directories and then reach out to them. And again, you're not reaching out to try to sell them something. You're reaching out to serve and be able to talk to them. Like, tell me about you. Tell me about what kind of projects you're working on. How can I be of service to you and have a conversation with them? So now instead of just having conversations with people that you pass business cards with at networking events and you're hoping right, that they will lead you to somebody or that you'll have something in common, why not spend your time instead actually looking for people you already know do, right, so that you can change that conversation. Right. And actually, that made me think while you were talking and saying, you know, you're searching that people who do have themselves on a bio as well need to just make sure they've got those keywords in their own description so people can find them, right? Absolutely. Like, I can't even tell you how many people I know. I'll say, oh, Patty, like, I really want to be able 
to get, you know, speaking gigs. I really, you know, I, I'm just struggling with that. You know, what, you know, what can I do? I said, can I see your business card? And they'll show me. And nowhere on their business card does it say they're a speaker. Nowhere mm-hmm. on their Facebook in their intro does it say they're a speaker. I have a speaker Facebook group with 3,000 people in it. And people try to join my Facebook group. And then I go, look at Facebook. It doesn't say anywhere they're a speaker. Right. So if you want to get speaking gigs first thing, you probably got to let people know that you're a speaker. Exactly. Well, we're very close to the end of the show, so I want to just say, do you have an offer that you would like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. So here, I said earlier, I have a podcast and a magazine and live events called Marketing Media Money, something I'm obviously very passionate about because I truly, truly believe that what's important is what's working now, not 10 years ago or five years ago. What is working now? So in those avenues that I choose to bring on experts, it's for them to share those things. So the offer that I'd like to make is I'd like to be able to offer a lifetime subscription for free to my magazine, Marketing Media Money. And to do it, all they have to do is go to marketingmediamoney.com. So the no and. Just marketingmediamoney.com and they can get a lifetime subscription for free. And believe me when I say that your business will thank you. Awesome. Well, and if listeners want to connect with you, how can they reach you besides the website that you just gave? If anything else you'd like to share? Yes, they can connect with me at pattyformer.com and it'll have all my social media platforms and any other information they want about my podcast, magazine, everything else I do speaking. They can just go to that one place, like my hub, pattyformer.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, Patty, for being a guest on my show today. I really appreciate your being here, and you shared so much great information just in the short time that we had. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. So, and I want to thank the listeners for tuning in today as well. Thanks for joining us. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions on how to leverage your relationships to increase your revenue. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Patty at any of the links that she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is spot on first impressions for the entrepreneur. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, You can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.